after this track we will be speaking to Kevin Davey um, to find out what he's all about and what he's been doing in the jazz music scene here in the UK. Well, unfortunately, I can't get Kevin on the phone. I did speak to him earlier, um, but his phone is just ringing and diverting to answer phone. So what I'll do is um, play another track from Philip Saiz, and this is Billy's Blues. I've been able to get hold of Kevin Davey and uh, we're going to be speaking to him in a minute. Well, um, Kevin Davey is a trumpeter, composer and band leader. Um, his, uh, he's in a, his career spans over three decades and Kevin has amassed an extensive discography ranging from musical theatre to modern jazz and contemporary music. So we've got Kevin on the line, so I'm going to touch base with him now and we can um, carry on with the interview. Yes. Kevin, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> yes, I can hear you loud and clear. I was getting okay. panic stations. I couldn't get you on the line, man. <laughs> okay, yeah, there was a little hiccup there. Sorry about that. No, no, these things happen. That's life, you know. Thanks for coming on um, the jazz sessions, and it's wonderful to have you in the program. And um, You're very welcome, and thank you for inviting me. Yeah, you're, you're good. You're good. You're good. Well, um, obviously, I've um, spoke, spoken to you before the interview, um, and you're very big in the jazz scene here in the UK. But what we'd like to know is what attracted you to the jazz genre? 
Well, when I was uh, when I was young, you know, I I, I was a fan of jazz. Anyway, I I kind of got into it. I saw old films with Louis Armstrong in them and um, Miles Davis, people like that. They were inspirations, and somehow I knew I wanted to do it. I, did, I didn't know how to get into it. Right. You know, I was a child. I was a child in Nottingham. I was at school in Nottingham. Okay. Um, somehow I got into marching bands and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and um, later on started to learn, have some private lessons, right? And then um, started to build up some experience in Nottingham. You know, doing dance band, Glenn Miller band type stuff, learning about Duke Ellington stuff. Okay. And uh, and that was that was that was my formative years in Nottingham. Anyway. Uh huh. So what age are we talking about here? What age were you? Well, the, the time picking up a marching band bugle and stuff was I was about 13, I think. Ah, I um, see. Mm-hmm. 12 or 13, and then that band increased in visibility, and it started winning championships and started to do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was the trumpet player in that, so you're talking about from the early 70s. All right, okay. Um, by the time it gets to the late 70s, uh, I've left that band and I'm doing, I'm working in the print trade. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to do other things. I bought a trumpet. I was trying to get some lessons. Oh, well, that's good. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so I didn't know how I was going to get into it, but I had a brass band because I'm, I'm from Nottingham. I'm from the north. Uh huh. So, you know, Nottingham, Derby, Leicester, Manchester, this is the north, and uh, it's more brass band up there. Right. Um, it's where you learn brass instruments, you know. It wasn't it wasn't uh, accessible at school. Right. Um, they, they didn't make it available, really. It was not so accessible. So, you know, I found my way into something outside of school hours. And, I, um, I got. I managed to get some tuition later. Um, I did it with some brass band and the... You know, all these people are giving their time voluntarily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so these are parents, par- concerned parents, people who are volunteers. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm grateful to those people to this day. Yeah. But also dedication on your part, because you had a clear indication of what you wanted and you, you went for it. So, you know. Well, you're looking, you're looking for something, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You're just looking for something. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in, you're in Black Britain in the 70s. You know, <laughs> tell me about it. You're looking for some way, some way to inspire you. You're looking uh-huh. for black heroes, role models. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, for example, you know, we we were into Muhammad Ali and stuff. All all the black parents were. Everybody was inspired by this person. Correct. He lifted everybody, mm-hmm. transcending his own race. Mm-hmm. This person lifted people. So you know, you're looking at examples you can look up to. Louis Armstrong was a trumpet player. He was a big trumpet player. You know, right. he, he got to Hollywood. He got he started humble. Mm-hmm. He got through everything. He was the biggest name. He still probably is. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you there. Um, so, yeah, you know, you're looking at things you can look up to in a, in a situation that we were, we, we, we were raised in. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at Pele was a footballer, Jim mm-hmm. Andrews, the guitarist. Mm-hmm. Louis Armstrong was a trumpet player. You're just looking, you're looking for things, aren't you? Correct. Correct. You're looking for excellence in this area. So Muhammad Ali was was like a god back yeah. then. Tell me about it. Even till today, his his name, you know. He's still Muhammad Ali. Is still yes. like got that aura. influences so, people. So, so. Mm. Yeah. So you know these things we looked up to. I aspired. I was a young black kid in this country. I'm born 1961. My mm-hmm. parents came here from Jamaica mm-hmm. uh, in 1950, mid 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 50s. You right. know. So mm-hmm. yeah, we were thrown into the experiment of uh, you know. Uh, being born here in yeah. an ultra society and 
see how it works. Exactly. You know? Exactly. You know, because that's, that's 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 the that's the backdrop mm-hmm. to uh, you know mm-hmm. uh, Black Britain, yes. and that's the whole country as well. That's London. That's Manchester. Yes. That's all the uh, conurbations and towns around. You know. Correct. Um, correct. Up, yeah. So that's the foundation. Mm-hmm. For me. Nottingham was until I was twenty-five. I lived in Nottingham, mm-hmm. and then I moved. Then I moved to Manchester. Right. But talking about inspiration, um, obviously. You've mentioned a few names there that sort of inspired black people, quite rightly so. But as a trumpeter, which jazz trumpeter inspires you? Well, it was Louis Armstrong at first, you know, but it's Miles Davis, really. Miles Mm -hmm. Davis was a kind of figure Mm -hmm. that's a very strong figure, I think. You know, he Mm -hmm. he, he connects to Africa, he's very aware of uh, his consciousness, Mm -hmm. this guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Very serious guy. I mean, serious guy to be on the wrong side of. I think from all accounts. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> yeah, I, I read um, a bit of his biography. He did get some yeah. run-ins with the police because of his views. <laughs> well, he's a serious, he was a serious guy all around as a leader, mm-hmm. uh, inspire, inspirational leader. He mm-hmm. had many bands. He had many. Mm-hmm. He changed. He changed the music many times. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a black Picasso, as they call it. You know, mm-hmm. he, he had or, or Charlie Parker. Him, they, they had a massive impact. Mm-hmm. I think the people with this huge impact was uh, looking down the jazz mm-hmm. uh, history is, um, mm-hmm. you know, Louis Armstrong is a big one, is mm-hmm. the first, and then and then you know he, he followed in the line of people, but mm-hmm. Miles Davis is the next one really. Wow, that's good. He's that's got good. the feel and the, uh, the, the, the 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 philosophy behind what he's doing. Yeah. Um, we're talking about the music now, you mm-hmm. know, but but as a leader and mm-hmm. as as a creative person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's the biggest. He's the biggest impact on trumpet players. It's, it's really Miles Davis. Yeah, I played a track earlier on that um, Ronnie Jordan did a cover of "So What," which is one of his biggest tracks. And when you listen yeah. to the melody yeah. there, it's just the change. Yeah, and his um, "Kind of Blue" is the, the highest selling jazz album of all time. Correct. You know? and, Correct. And he's got <laughs> the front line of that is Cannibal Adley and John Coltrane and Miles Davis. So mm-hmm. there you are. So. Mm-hmm. You know that you can get better than that. that. <laughs> yeah, so you know, and he's the one who kind of took on rock star status as a jazz musician. Correct. And that inspired a lot of people. Miles Davis was like a rock star. Correct. Um, he, he had that aura about him, mm. um, his fashion sense and everything about him. So, mm. Mm. Um, like I say, it could be rough to be around to certain people, but um, you know, he had a lot of respect for himself, and right. I think that in itself inspires people. Correct. Um, you know, same, same, same with Muhammad Ali or Pele. That the level they they were at, mm. it's hard to imagine for people now to realize the level that they were at mm. Mm. and how they inspired people. Correct. But then, I could say Bruce Lee inspired people as well. Yes. Bruce Lee wasn't, just clearly wasn't white, and he clearly had <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> he clearly had a philosophy uh-huh. outside of the stereotypes and tropes that he was uh, enveloped in. So, mm. Mm. Bruce Lee started off a whole craze. You know, he died before it happened, but there's a whole kung fu craze. Mm-hmm. Loads of black guys into the all all weekend, all night watching martial arts. Films. <laughs> Loads of people joined dojos. That's right. I was in a dojo. Everybody was in it. So these are things you know. These things form you. You know, you form. You see these things around. Yes. And um, yeah. So Miles is a strong guy, like Bruce Lee. You know, Miles Davis is no messing kind mm-hmm. of guy. Right. And you're going to see that. That's how he is. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's good. And, well, yeah. um, obviously, that's influenced your life, and you've done very well in the jazz music scene. Um, you have performed extensively across Europe.
please share with uh with some of with us some of your experiences performing with um, European jazz musicians. Well, you know, my first really big chance was I had a I had a princess trust a little bit of help from a woman called Anne Engel, and I went over to Paris. Right. In 1980. Right. And uh, I just was over there speculative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd already met people in 1983. Right. So in the Dunkirk Jazz Festival, because I was in the band from Nottingham. Okay. We played in the Dunkirk Jazz Festival in France. Okay. Uh, we did pretty well. Uh, the band was called Spot the Zebra, by the way. And um, we, we. Sorry, we, what was the name of the band? Spot the Zebra. Okay, called. right. No, okay. Nottingham. Okay. Based around Nottingham University, so okay. it was a jazz rock band kind of influenced by Weather Report and other bands. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. ultimately by by Miles, you know, by, right. by, by Miles's mm-hmm. jazz rock stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So everybody was influenced by that. So anyway, we 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 went out there. Um, you know, I was a young guy. I was twenty one, twenty two. Mm-hmm. You get to Dunkirk, you see bullet holes in the in the walls, <laughs> yeah. some of the buildings down there and stuff, because mm-hmm. there was the Dunkirk. Uh, Evacuation, you know. So All right. Uh-huh. You get there at 21, 22, you're very, I was very, uh, made a big, big impression on me. Mm-hmm. And then it took a few years later for me to go back to Paris. I was in Paris in 1989 or 90. Mm-hmm. And I stayed, I stayed in the foyer, the kind of hostel stuff. And, um, you know, I was hooking up with people from the Dunkirk Festival times. Right. And I got to sit in with a few people, just get around Paris. And mm-hmm. it just thought, you know what? Paris is the place. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a jazz scene here. There's a very big African scene here. You uh-huh. know, mm-hmm. there's a great, there's a scene. There's a Manu scene. Mm-hmm. There's a kind of chanson thing going on there. There's a lot going on. Right. Uh, a lot of Americans are there more than Paris, more than London. Oh really? Um, so, so yeah. So that was my taste mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of that. And then 1991, I went to Poland. Right. I was in Poland for three weeks mm-hmm. uh, in Poznan. Right, and I was in I was in Warsaw, Leszno, uh, uh-huh. and and Poznan mostly, and I just in collaborative with with people there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that that had a big impact. It kickstarted things in Manchester. Mm-hmm. You know, I got press in Manchester because of that, and then and then uh, yeah, I was on tour with Lemzi Say Secret Society in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote my own album, Desemble, that was from ninety two. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's to be re released. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then through the 90s, there were gigs coming, you know, you know, in parts of France. I was in Montpellier with uh, Dudu Guirand. Right. He's, uh, he was the guy that was, uh, he's kind of the big person in my life in the French jazz scene. Oh, right. Because he used to play with Don Cherry. Oh. He used to play with, he used to play with Mal Waldron. Uh-huh. Uh, he speaks Swedish, he speaks Scandinavian, he's a linguist anyway. So Good. He was an academic. He was in he was in Stockholm when Don Terry was there. Right. So they ended up being friends, they ended up playing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so in 1994, mm-hmm. uh, as serendipity would have it, let's say, mm-hmm. you know, we drop into the situation. I won't go into the details, but we got into a situation where in '94 mm-hmm. I went to Montpellier. Right. With two with Sylvan Richardson and Mikey Wilson and Clive Hunt. Right. We got to Montpellier. We we had a bilateral collaboration with. French musicians, right. and it was Edouard uh, on Michel Ma and uh, Gerard Pansonel, mm-hmm. and there were two collaborators, photographers from both sides as well. Right. And uh, you know, we got to meet people. Julian Joseph was on the festival. Right. Uh, Joshua, Joshua Redman was on the festival. John Schofield, Pat Metheny, 
Okay. I got to meet. some big names there, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got to meet Geoffrey, uh, Geoffrey Redmond mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Christy, um, uh, the bass player. What's his name? Um, great bass player that uh, plays with uh, everybody now. He was there. I okay. remember his name. But um, yeah, so these were big impact times. These were like mid nineties. And I moved from Manchester down to London in '94. Right. I did a West End show, uh-huh. uh, the the, the in Opera, which is the, the composition was by Kurt Weill. The, the, the libretto is by uh, Bertolt Brecht. Uh-huh. It's a well it's a well known left wing play. Right. They, and they had uh, music. I was trumpet player in it. Okay. Um, did a bit of acting and stuff, and then and then I did a lot of poetry gigs around London, okay. you know, in Brixton. Mm-hmm. The so-called Brixton Renaissance. There was loads of poetry gigs in the mid nineties. All right, you know, um, and then running, running from there, the big, the big break came when a, a Lamb called me. You know, a band called Lamb. He was doing trip hop, drum and bass stuff. Okay, there were, there were Manchester connections from okay. my jams in Manchester. Right, and that ended up being like a world tour. Ooh, you know? it ended up being several world tours. In fact, that's you know? good. Um, so you know that's that's another level in terms of just getting the call. That's right. Um, and uh, yeah, so so that was that was one chapter of it all. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, things... the thing is, Kevin, you've had like varied experiences across Europe, as you say, France, Poland, um, across the UK, doing world tours and meeting different people, and that's what jazz music is about. It's it, it's a world thing. It, it's it's a, everyone recognizes jazz and loves jazz across the world, and that's why that's I'm right. Doing, that's why I'm doing a series across the world today, and today we're featuring jazz from Europe, and I'll be playing mostly European jazz musicians. But as yeah. a jazz musician and a band leader, what challenges do you encounter? Well, you know, first of all, you've got to have the courage to even put yourself up front mm-hmm. to, to, be, to be a leader, because mm-hmm. I don't think you can... Leadership's about... You have to earn it, really. Mm. You know? All right. So yeah. mm-hmm. to get respect from people, mm-hmm. to to they have to give you permission to do that. Right. I really believe that. Right. I always believe that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the things in Manchester where I became a band leader, I, I just believe it was coming to me. Right. I don't believe I was ordering people about and being um, heavy with people. I wasn't. You know. Mm. I just felt like sometimes there's a space there, mm-hmm. and um, it normally. Uh, leadership is required, right? mm. or, or somebody's got to be a focal point or spearhead in something. Mm. And uh, most people don't want to, you know, mm. which, which I understand. Most mm. people don't want to put themselves in the firing line. Yeah, it's true. Um, me being me, mm-hmm. um, you know, I prepared to do that, you know. Mm. Mm. And uh, it brought things because it brought other sessions, you know. I yeah. brought the lamb thing was one that I was in the drum and bass scene with Adam Beth All right. and um, other people. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, <clears throat> lately, I was called in for the, in the last five years. I was playing with Simandi. We've been right. playing with Simandi, uh-huh. and that took me around the world as well. Oh God, yeah. And that's through, through uh, <laughs> that's yeah, and that's through Ray Carlos, the sax saxophonist. Yeah, uh, Ray Ray is a friend of mine, so he, you know I got a call from him, mm-hmm. and uh, I managed to work with the great Simandi. So, mm. uh, and then even recently, I did a session for Astabisa. So. Uh, you know, things, 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 opportunities, uh, things, yeah. you get opportunities. things come from, things come, I think, from trying to lead your own thing, though, you know, true, because true. you've got to be doing something before they even call you. you Correct. Know? Correct. Got to be, 
if you're not doing anything, then there's less chance of people calling you anyway. Yes, that, that leads me to, you, yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, you, yeah, you've got to act on your own initiative. So, I mean, I'm saying you've got to have the courage, and then the next thing is man management. Was like I kind of covered that. Mm-hmm. You, you, you've got to uh, earn respect from people. Mm. If they don't respect you, then you can't lead them anyway. You can't, you can't really lead a project. Yeah. So, yeah, but so that leads me that, on, Kevin, nicely into um, the last question. Um, uh, which I wanted to ask you. Obviously, you've collaborated with so many people, but obviously it, it appears that you, you you know go out there and you meet people and you work and you from the contacts you have, it leads you on to something else. So please enlighten us about any forthcoming projects which you, you are working on at the moment, just for the benefit of our listeners, please. Well, at the moment, um, I've got an ongoing uh, relationship with Simandi. That's, that's ongoing. Uh-huh. And... Um, Lamb are friends of mine, so mm-hmm. that was always on and off, uh, mm-hmm. in and out of the band for, for, for decades now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over 20 years. Right. Um, the Simandi collection is a few years now. Mm-hmm. And um, and then on my own composition side, I've, I've been working with two producers, right. uh, Sonscriff and Rex. Right. And uh, in collaboration with uh, a label, Jump, Jump Media. And right. uh, we're going to bring an album out. Um, it's recorded, mastered, and it's going to production, and it's going to come out uh, April, May this year. Okay. Uh, because, of, because of COVID, it's the backlog. With, All right. Uh, producing vinyl and CD. So yes. So we're we're waiting we're waiting on that one, but I'm very excited about that because Good. that can uh, the feedback's been great. You know. Okay. I've got I've got it's a it's it's a story about Nottingham and Manchester. Okay. Personal story. Mm. It's me playing trumpet with two producers, and they bring loop samples and break beats. Ooh. So that's one thing. And yes. then the other, the other album thing project is with a woman in LA who's a producer, mm-hmm. a producer, songwriter, keyboard player, mm-hmm. and a producer in Yorkshire right. who's her partner. Okay. And that came by serendipity again. You know, something they they contacted me mm-hmm. and they're playing the top line of trumpet over lots of production level stuff. All right. And, uh, and that's. That's coming out soon, actually. That's like more like an EP. All right. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, so it will be on social media when I put it out, but at the moment I, I felt to uh, keep it under the bushel. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, definitely until... when it's out, it will be played here on For Fairy to Radio on the Jazz Sessions, I can assure you that. I will send you, <laughs> I will send you promo copies and stuff like that. Excellent, uh, my friend. You know, with freestyle and send you stuff to keep in touch. But um, We will, we will. Um, yeah, so so that's it. I, I'm, I'm on projects i'm proud to be playing yeah and right. um you know after, after two years of this mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. after two years of covid yes um i'm just glad to be playing yes you know? tell me about it covid caused a lot well, of, it caused a lot of issues for for musicians but hopefully yeah we, we've we, lost we've lost we've lost people yes we've lost work we've yes. lost something mm-hmm. we are trying to rekindle something mm-hmm. um but the human spirit being what it is mm-hmm. uh, people will find a way to come back Correct, correct. And uh, this year, you know, I'm hoping, mm-hmm. everyone's hoping, yes. you know, that we get through this. We will. And we'll build back to something. We will. But, know, but it's, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Okay, well, Kevin, it's been wonderful speaking to you. Um, you've given us an insight, yes, insight into what you do. And obviously, you've played with the who's who from what you've said, you know, over the last 20, 25 minutes. So we wish you um, a lot of luck and success you. with your projects and thank do you come on again onto to radio with us is there anything you want to say before um we end the the chat 
Um, just for people to keep their uh, spirits up, keep mm-hmm. your heads up, and um, you know, we, we're we're going through this thing together. Correct. Um, we've lost people, but people are coming in, and people are going out, people are coming in. Opportunities, one door closes, one o- another one opens. Correct. Uh, keep optimistic and keep the spirit. Right. Um, we'll get through this. Amen to that. <laughs> look forward. Look forward to seeing you all out there. Yeah. Okay, Kevin. Well, thanks for taking time to speak to us and have a wonderful Saturday. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Yeah, have a great weekend, William. Take care. Okay, then. Take care. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Kevin Davey um, speaking to us there, um, and hopefully you will enjoy it. This is Room 5 from Kevin Davey. This is Room 5 from Kevin Davey. Um, something new to Fafari to radio listeners. I hope you enjoy that. Just sending a shout out right now to my friend over in Hall, Mr. CJ. He always listens to this program. Um, I hope you enjoy Kevin's playing, being a trumpet and saxophonist yourself. This is just a dedication to you, CJ. Um, Cecil Jones over in Hall here in the UK.
beautiful playing there on the upright bass bass solo brilliant jazz playing there It's Room 5 by Kevin Davey. We spoke to Kevin earlier on. Um, his music is out there. Yes, um, support him. A proper jazz man. He's got jazz running through his veins. So, yeah, um, I like that. Room 5. <laughs> 